The Money Show. Other people's money. Tonight, the turn of Karen Dudley. Now, Karen is a chef, a food writer, a restaurateur. If you've ever been to the kitchen or ever went to the kitchen in Woodstock, love to hear from you this evening. Uh, you would have been in fine company had you been there in 2011 because Michelle Obama may have been there. She was there on an evening in 2011. Um, and Karen Dudley is with us. But unfortunately, the, the kitchen is closed, right, Karen? I mean, it, it was, a, I guess, a victim of COVID. It was a victim of COVID, Bruce, quite early on um, in, in the lockdown period. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, it, it was um, quite devastating. And I had people were really, really upset. Um, but I think f- few people understand just what it takes to run a restaurant and keep a restaurant and look after 20 staff. Yeah. Um uh, when you don't know what you're looking at, and it became very clear to me quite early on that our lives would never be the same. And, you know, just the way the conviviality of the kitchen, people kissing and hugging and standing in queues to wait for their sausages and their love sandwiches. I just knew it wasn't going to be the same again. Um, and so it did change our whole lives. But actually, you can ask me more about it because um, onwards, onwards and upwards yeah, but that's, to new but, things. But that's, but that's the thing. I mean, again, painful to call it. Oh, my goodness gracious me. Here's something you built up over, I don't know how long you operated for, but certainly more than a decade. Um, yeah, and- more than a decade. And, you know, you know, Bruce, as it is as an entrepreneur, you give it everything. You give it your money. You give it your time. You do everything from shop fittings to 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 interviews, employing people, cooking long, long hours, carrying crates of stuff, you know. <laughs> and um, and we made something beautiful and amazing, I have to say, and I'm very proud of what we did. Um, but you know, uh, there's so so many lessons, and that's what I'm on about now is kind of really looking to the lessons of of that time. What know, did you learn? And what, what, to what, see how we can do. Yeah. What, what did you learn in that process? Cause I mean, you would have, I mean, it's hard enough running a, running a restaurant in the good times. It's hard enough when you're yes. running queues. I mean, it's a, it's a relentless yeah. and brutal industry. It really is. There's no doubt about yes. that. But what, when, yes. when you had to shut down, what did you learn about yourself, about the people who worked with you, about your customers? I mean, you must've seen parts of, society that you hadn't considered existed or maybe it, it confirmed your exactly. ideas i don't know yeah um you know often with restaurants the whole thing is people you know you're looking after people and i think part of i, I came to business as a creative you know i just want to make delicious things for people and have them share them and be my friends basically that's really what i want to do and you know i had to sort of work myself into ambition about having about earning lots of money because really the food was all fulfillment for me to be honest with you and the joy of doing that i think you could feel that in the kitchen you know was uh, was palpable and wonderful. Um, and, you know, as time went on, I had to learn how to make business work. That sort of wonderful trifecta of having your systems and your creativity and joy and love connect in some way or another. And um, so uh, I, I did learn a lot. And 
one of the things I, I learned was, you know, you, 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 you spend your life and your time on a thing, but ultimately you want to make money. <laughs> You've yeah. got to make money to make things sustainable for everybody. And I ended up, you know, I remember being, I'll be really honest and personal with you now, but I remember every December, by the time we'd paid the VAT, summoned together everybody's bonuses and holiday pays and whatever we could manage to get together for a few weeks while we closed, I would sort of be completely finished and sort of go home sometimes salaryless in December because I had to look after all these people, you know. And so so you have two you have two layers. You have all the people that you're looking after and then you have all the customers coming. And you, you kind of find yourself in this, you know, in, in this kind of obligation. And there's a joy, but also an obligation and a commitment to, to this life. And, I, I, and absolutely, it was quite I, I, exhausting. I, I, I'm being really honest, yeah, but that's... Yeah. that's, that's re it's relentless. And unfortunately, yes, you're selling food, but you're also selling your time. You're selling your energy. You're putting everything into this yes. one place did you ever think of expanding it had you did you ever think to yourself hold on a second this natasha sidorus woman has got something going with tasha's i think there should be the oh, kitchen natasha is flipping amazing she is just uh, you know she yeah. is just amazing i many many times i have to tell you i was offered people uh, asked me begged me to expand to open more places but you know i i um I knew that that would possibly be a folly. And even when I did expand and opened another little place called the dining room, like two doors down, um, I could see that when you split your your operation, there are all kinds of challenges. You have to make that much more money. You have more systems to look after. And, yeah. I, I, you know, the, the best time we ever had, and, and, and I think Melissa will tell you this too from her Cliff Street operation, the best time I ever had was when the kitchen was really small and we were just pumping, pumping, pumping all the time. We, we, we never did stop pumping in truth, but the most fun is when you're a small operation um, you manage people's expectations <laughs> and, um, you know, there's just a joy there um, yeah. of of being really clear about what it is that you're offering. Did it, did it, did the closing of the kitchen wipe you out financially? Did you take a lot of pain on that basis? I, I took a lot of pain. You know, it was basically, if you want to know, um, you know, and, and towards the end, I, I was selling stainless steel tables and fridges and whatever I needed to pay out my staff for all the years they'd been working for me. I did everything. I basically hustled, Bruce. I did whatever I needed to do, you know, to bring money in, to, to, to sort everybody out. Um, and then ultimately, you know, what tiny bit of savings, not even from my business, from my books, you know, I kind of had to you know, to, to pull it all out. And it was, it was very painful, but once I'd done it, there was the kind of release and, and fortunately so much support and love and encouragement from, you know, friends of the kitchen, from my, my brothers and sisters all around, you know, in the food industry all around. And, um, 
you know, it, as painful it, as it was, there was a, a blessed release as well. And the freedom to move on to other things and to understand that, you know, I have more to offer and I could, I can Let's... sprinkle some magic all around the place. And I could actually, to, to, to be honest, it has been wonderful <laughs> to have jobs. You know, I yep. just love having a job. I love not being an entrepreneur. Uh, no, look. I mean, I, I, I think you're, you're, I am you sound an entrepreneur, but yeah, but, I, but re-energized. I think is, is, is a very naughty thing to say. No, it, I think you know, you're allowed. You know, I think I, you're allowed to take a break, and and that's what we need to do now, Karen. So I'm going to ask you to pause on your enthusiasm just for a moment, bottle it for a moment, because I know okay. you're good at bottling things. Um, I want to talk about where you've gone <laughs> since then and what you're up to, and then just a little bit about yeah. money before we let you go, uh, just before eight o'clock. But uh, Karen Dudley uh, is the owner of the former kitchen in Woodstock, but has moved on to other things. We'll find out about those other things in a moment. The Money Show. Other people's money. One of the key characteristics of successful entrepreneurs is this unbelievable resilience. But resilience is exhausting. Um, and eventually, the best, I think, get worn down if they are having to be resilient all the time. Karen Dudley um, had to close her restaurant, The Kitchen, in Woodstock in Cape Town in the early stages of the lockdown. She'd been running it for more than a decade and just had to make a call. It wasn't going to be the same again. Took a big financial knock. Had to sell the assets of the business to pay out people who'd been working for her. But she has reinvented herself, redesigned herself, relaunched herself. What are you up to now? So um, I realized, Bruce, that, you know, all the love that I was giving all the, pe all the people in my shop, I could still do um, because all my, my, my people are still out there. You know, um, people who loved food, people who believed in what we did were still out there. So I I, I came at it from, from in uh, several different ways. One is I realized I could do an online thing and I could still help people and give people ideas and teach people and inspire people online. So in the past, I would be very embarrassed to say, hey, do you follow me on Instagram? But now I'm like, do you follow me on Instagram? I'm Cape Town K. You've got to follow me um, and not be embarrassed about that. And then sort of, I suppose, being growing my personal brand through my my um, my my sort my little source industry, which I'm thinking of expanding into something much bigger. But then, of course, the worry of it becoming like a proper business where I have to employ oh, people and like you know, job, do like all work. that stuff again. Oh. So we sort of, we're putting that on the back burner. And for the while, most of what I've been loving doing is, is a bit of consulting. So helping other people with food spaces, you know, it's that, that little special place where food and people connect, you know, what, how do you kind of, you know, make pe blow people's hair back with food. How do you make them have an incredible experience? How long um, can you keep? And that's what giving... I'm really good at. It's, yes, yes, yes. It sounds like and I'm how good at long? That. But you, but you've got an addiction. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll talk. Yeah, I, and... I have an. I have a compulsion, Bruce. A compulsion. Okay, I can't help better. myself. Mm. <laughs> Compulsions, is. I really get very excited about people being inspired about their food, people making great choices about their food, um, people kind of having sensory experiences with their food, people making memories together with their food. And then, you know, the real challenge for the future is how we make that work, how we get, how we feed people well and um, sustainably and make money for everybody. 
there is enough, as you, I'm yeah. sure, talk about all the time. There is enough. We need to make sure that people can eat well and people can eat affordably and everybody make money at the same time. How yeah. do we do that? That's what that's the business of that I'm in right now. Yeah. Um, is how to do that, how to grow producers, how to encourage small industry, how to encourage food entrepreneurs and you know incubator programs. Um, I get very excited about that because immediately you can you 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 just help one family, you know, usually a woman actually, immediately, you know, you can afford a fridge and a TV. Um, and feed and send your children to school. Um, you're good. So, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm mostly doing now. And but, a little bit like, of TV but, stuff. But, I do like that yeah. very much. No, exactly, and that's all fun. <laughs> but your obsession, however, is to bring joy. Yeah. And so you, you bring joy, and you bring joy it through food. Um, and yeah. you can help other people do that, but I think your 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 affliction, your desire, your joy yes. uh, comes from doing it yourself. And I, I talked to the guys at yes. Naked Insurance, and they were consultants, they worked yeah. at EY, and they kept telling other people how to run insurance companies better. And then they finally got to the point yeah. where they were just tired of giving advice, for which they were paid handsomely, yeah. I have no doubt. But nobody was yeah, doing yeah. as they were saying. And they went, you know what, yes. if nobody else is going to, we, we're the experts in this. So nobody's yeah, listening to us. So we're just going to do it ourselves. Yeah. And then they created Naked Insurance. And I wonder how long it takes you of giving advice and giving help and holding hands to get, finally go, you know what? Actually, I'm good at this. Bruce, this is my joy. You, I'm going to do you it. Are, you are so insightful, my friend. So insightful, I have to say. Because I do love working um, with restaurants and in hotels and so forth where there are other chefs executing my food ideas and recipes and that is quite fun I must say um, and I do like it but then it's always quite fleeting and you know I and I often most often to be honest with you I just have a desire to have somebody come sit in my kitchen and let me make them some toast and some coffee and that's the way I usually engage in my meetings I say come have toast with me because toast is the vehicle you know with which you share <laughs> You, put you can put delicious things on toast. You can, you know, you can drizzle them with delicious things. Um, and and then you can kind of do some work as well. So I will not deny that I do have great desires to feed people all the time. But every time I think about starting a business, I go, don't do it, Karen. Don't do it. Run away. Run away. Make other people pay you is lots just, of money. But they, they, Okay. So is this life more <laughs> lucrative than running a restaurant for yourself? Oh, definitely. <laughs> well, I, you know, I know that there are some people that make pockets of money doing food. And you know what's very hard is like there are people making, there are fantastic restaurants out there doing fabulous food. If you can get all your things right and if you have really good business people, um, you know, directing you and helping you watch your waste and your wages and your expenses, you you have a chance of doing great. You basically want a chef to be creative and have the freedom to do what they want to do and have a business person take care of the rest. That's my yeah. theory is um, you, you, you need to let the creative people do what they do. And then you need to have clever people sort of undergirding them. We look with jealousy, you know, at some chefs, um, 
who who have got it right, who have managed to get people to just fund their amazingness. Um, and Who's that's what I would encourage you, the money people to do um, who is would you to like, who fund would you like? clever if you people. Could, if you could build a, your own space, who would you want to emulate in the South African environment in terms of who's doing great creativity, providing awesome food, um, getting a, having a life and making some money? Who do you think that would be? You know, um, there are there are fantastic people up in Joburg doing a few things like that, and then there are smaller people here. Oh, I, gosh, Bruce! I've been lucky enough to be an eat out judge this year. Do you know about that? I, I get to eat out at lots of places, and I have to drink wine, and I have to eat oh, amazing food sorry. at countless restaurants. Oh, it's just so hard. It's so tough, <laughs> and then I get paid as well a little bit for that. So that's also a very nice thing because I'm learning so much as I go along. So. What I'm finding is that the people that, um, who have small, compact menus that are superb um, and that offer kind of small plates where you you you, you find it you, you find them irresistible. You have to have about five yeah. of them you know, um, to share, usually with someone, um, are really getting it right and doing so well. And I mean, I'm. Um, I could kind of mention a few, but I think I might sort of jeopardize my whole judging thing by saying that. But no, no, of course. Um, and then there are other, you know, big people like my friend um, David Higgs up in Joburg, yeah. who has a fantastic partner who just, you know, we all look with longing at David, um, who is just kind of expressing himself and doing marvelous things with food while having his partner build fabulous restaurants all over the place. So, um yeah, it, 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 we, I, I'd be interested to know about the people who are getting it right um, because that's that's who we want to learn yeah. from right now. No, exactly. But, you know, in I mean, our industry, it's very hard to find out. Hard. We, we have to have our Colgate smiles on all the time. We no, have exactly. to be fantastic and amazing all the time. And we don't get to say, hey, we're struggling. Um, we're not getting this right. Um, where is all the money going? Um and um, we, we kind of need just con business consultants to the food industry, Bruce. If you could rustle some up, we'd love okay. that. Okay. No, no, that's fine. Um, I'll find some. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> they cost money. And you've got to share, then, in the enormous profits that you hope to generate. It's what a lovely tale, though, Karen. And thank you for sharing with us. I mean, it's a, a story of heartache and hardship. However, emerging on the other side uh, with a new lease on life and a desire to cook, but not really. Not really. doesn't want to go back to that life because it's... I think it's all consuming. Very few chefs, to my mind, manage to have a life um, because they work so flippin' hard all the time to bring joy to the rest of us who go in and get to sample the, the fruits of their labor. So thank you, Corin Dudley, for doing that. And thank you for joining us this evening on The Money Show.